welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're going to be talking about season four, episode 19, Moonlight Desires. Um, Kelsey, will you please read us the very short YouTube episode summary? Listen, it's my favorite one that's ever existed. <laughs> it is one sentence. Dylan would like more from his relationship with Marco. Meanwhile, Spinner and Jay attempt to break into Degrassi. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong on both points. Because it's not that he wants more from his relationship. He wants just less from his relationship. He wants And more of other things. Exactly. And Spinner and Jay successfully yeah, break into the Yeah, It's not Degrassi. just an attempt. They there isn't they don't even really try. They're just there. Yeah. Somehow Spinner gets in and waits it out in a closet. Well, well we've We'll talk about this. I have I have a lot of opinions. So, Hans, can you please tell us a little bit about Moonlight Desires? <laughs> I can't tell you that much about it um, because there's not even a Wikipedia page de- dedicated to the song, just the person who sings it. Um, but the person who sings it is named Lawrence Gowan. Gowan? I don't know. I think it's he's just known as Gowan. It's, uh, it's what he's credited as Gwen? for this one. Gowan? G-O-W-A-N. Gowan? Gowan? I don't know. Mm. And it's a 1987 song that he's sang. And the backing vocals are done by John Anderson from the band Yes, too. I don't know. It's kind of like a Mara song. I think the guy who sings it is currently the lead vocalist and keyboardist of Sticks, and he's been so since 1999. It's like a prog rocky 80s song. It's, I think it has a lot of sense in it. It's not, it's like, okay, whatever. I a silly title. I don't know why this episode is called Moonlight Desires. Because maybe Dylan has moonlight desires. I guess Dylan has moonlight desires, but he has, like, desires all the time, I guess. That's true. He has desires right in the afternoon. And I guess Jay and Spinner have different kind of desires (laughs) in the moonlight. (laughs) I don't know. It's a stupid title. It doesn't make any sense. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I should be finding the titles of these episodes. Seriously. Um, I'm surprised this one wasn't called It's Raining Men, because, let's be real, fucking Dylan wandering eye he wants it to be raining men all day long yeah but let's not slut shame dylan no no but i mean i'm just saying it'd be a more aptly named title oh no i think that we (laughs) should both be in charge of naming these episodes (laughs) 10 years ago yeah yeah we should just find a time machine and go back and do it i'm on board um so the episode starts out at degrassi it's Marco is throwing a blood drive at the school as school president and Caitlin is covering it on her show and it's a cool time for donating blood Al- and Marco is trying to make Alex dress up as mascot because he wants Degrassi to appear cute and cuddly on TV. Marco is being as type A as ever. <laughs> um he is, uh, I, I just, I enjoy when Marco is like super type A. Um, and also I love that Alex and Marco like back and forth. They're so cute as friends. I love them. And I love that she puts on the head and dances around chanting four more years. Because <laughs> Ellie and Craig are like, you should be a president next year too. And yeah. And then Marco's like, well, um, actually I want to go to summer school so I can try to graduate a semester early next year and then I can move in with Dylan. And everyone's like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Cause Ellie's like, um, I have pause on graduating early and Craig is like, and you moving in with Dylan and Marco says, you guys know I'm gay. Right. Which made me like kind of laugh. <laughs> um, 
Because he's come so far since, speaking of It's Raining Men, he's come so far since that episode. So far. Um, yeah. And everyone's like, wait, what? And then this theme song plays. And it seems already like not a good idea. Like as soon as he says it, it's like, Mm-mm. Mm, this is going to end poorly for you by the end of this episode. 17 year old. No. Yeah, no. I, I just don't move in with your significant other this early. That's crazy not like you're not even in college yet <laughs> that is actually crazy um so also what would he say to his parents yeah i don't i mean his mom knows but his dad does not know at least not yet yeah what would he say i just okay <laughs> anyway <laughs> fucking know. Uh, he would probably make up some bullshit like oh i just wanted to like graduate early get a start on college oh and my buddy dylan like i'll just move in with him it's fine i'll save on rent roommates roommates it's so 1950s (laughs) this is my roommate confirmed bachelor yeah seriously um anyway the theme song plays and this go around watching the theme song i never noticed but there's like a tiny child playing the saxophone behind jt in the theme song who i never noticed before i've never noticed that well well, we're gonna watch like she looks like she's 12 and i'm like what i never noticed her before I've stopped watching the like entire theme song because I'm like rapidly taking notes and I'm like, I don't have to pay attention during this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I usually am too. Um, and then after the theme song, I think Dylan is driving, dropping him off at yeah. school. Dylan is driving Marco to school. He drops him off. They kiss. It's very sweet. And I'm like, again, come so far, like kissing in front of the school. Like it's a real thing. And yeah, and they're basically talking about how, like, there's going to be a party at Dylan's dorm. And he's like, right. and, and Dylan says, call me before you come over, which seems like totally a cheater move. <laughs> like, call me before you show up. Oh, goodness. He says it, like, three times. Like, call me first. Call me first. Call me first. Dylan, why? Oh, um, Dylan. So disappointing. And then we're at the blood drive. Caitlin is there. She's talking to Mrs. H and she's like, so you inherited this school where like a kid just died and the previous principal left and now you're doing this. And then Mrs. H is like, yeah, but like Marco's the real hero of this blood drive and it's great. And then he's like getting praised on camera and then he gets attacked by Alex in her panther costume. Because she's amazing. <laughs> also, I don't think these people know what a panther looks like. We've said it multiple times, but they're not yellow. No, it's it's not a cheetah. They're different. They don't have... I mean, actually, panthers do... No, or is it panthers or jaguars that do have spots? They're like black-on-black black spots, though. I think it's I jaguars. Think they're, yeah. I think I jaguars. Think both. Because... Uh, I think panthers are all black, and then jaguars are black with, like, darker black spots on them. Yeah. I used to be really, really interested in, like... Wild yeah, cats. because there are black jaguars, but they still have spots. It's mm-hmm. like melon something. We've written about it in all these Jack Hanna books our company does, but I can't remember what they're called. Oh, no, those are black leopards. Yeah. Those are different. But jaguars are always black, but they have black spots. But um, I thought, pa- yeah, panthers are like straight black, though. Yeah. Basically, Degrassi like, does not know what a fucking it's panther is. The panther is. in like the Jungle Book. That's yeah. what a panther looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Degrassi doesn't know what a panther is. That's like, hello, fine. the black panthers. Like, that is, they're all black. I don't understand. It's a thing. I yeah. don't know. Um. Anyway. <laughs> so Alex tackles Marco and, and it's, it's adorable. amazing. I love it. Um, 
And it's sweet. And they're like, well, we want to film you donating blood. So once you're ready, we'll do that. And of course, I immediately am like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, I remember this episode. This is about to happen. But first, uh, we're at the dot. Jay and Spinner is working and Jay is there and his hat's off. And he looks great. I'm (laughs) like, oh, I'm so attracted to you, you disgusting, terrible garbage person. And um, he's I think he's complaining about being bored or something. And he's like, thanks for getting me expelled again. Like Spinner, blah, blah, blah. And Spinner's like, if I'm still waiting on you in 50 years, fucking kill me. Yeah. I think he even just said 10. (laughs) Either way. Yeah. Not great. Um, and then there's this table of old ladies all wearing the same hat. Fishing hats. Like, with, what? I don't know. With a dog. And they're being really difficult. And I'm like, oh, this is like every table on a Sunday when I was a waitress at Friendly's. <laughs> like, all of them. All the church ladies would come after church and be extremely difficult. Oh, I need a lemon with this water. And and I'm like, aren't you supposed to love Jesus? Why can't you be nicer? Yeah. Ugh. Lord Almighty. I was having horrible flashbacks. And yeah, and Spinner's like dealing with this difficult table, and it's like things are shitty for Spinner and Jay. Um, and then we. I mean, how shitty are they for Jay, really? He's like in the same place. Yeah, except he just doesn't have to go to school. Yeah. Um, so then the next scene, we see Spinner. Um, wait, nope, I'm skipping ahead. So then the next scene, Marco. Like, they're getting ready to try to film Marco give blood. And the nurse is like, um, excuse me, let me talk to him off camera real quick. Uh, and she tells him that he can't give blood because he checked. He answered yes to have you had are you a male who's had sex with another male? And that automatically disqualifies you from giving blood because it's a stupid, homophobic, outdated policy. It's it's so antiquated. It's ridiculous. Although now we know Marco, definitely not a virgin. Um <laughs> But yeah, the the rule, I actually, I was telling Hollins, uh, my senior year of high school, this was like my first like activist thing that I got like involved in. Um, so I was taking an AP Gov class and we each had to like pick a topic or whatever. And my partner and I decided to basically attack the entire, um, if the, the rule, which is if you are a male who's had sex with another male after the year 1977, you can't donate blood because of like... AIDS and HIV and gay panic, basically. It's stupid. And also, Marco, like, he, when he's reacting to this, he's like, I, I don't understand. Like, I've only had sex with Dylan. He's only had sex with me. And I'm like, which one? Now we know it's not true. But I even, before, like, we know about what happens later, I'm like, he didn't have sex with anybody before he started dating you. I kind of also find that hard to believe, but whatever. Yeah, he's a very beautiful man. Um. Anyway... And he's like, and I've like, I have health class. I know anyone with a pulse can get AIDS. Like, it's not just the gay community. I don't understand. Well, the thing is, it's a terrible antiquated rule. And also, it's been statistically proven that um, it actually hinders more than it helps because then there's less like blood available to donate, which is why I, I donate blood regularly. And which is why I get an email. I get like six emails and sometimes phone calls. Every single time my time is up and I'm eligible to donate again because I think it's like every couple of months or something you need to like wait. Um, but it's like people, not enough people donate blood and so many people who should be able to donate blood can't because of a silly antiquated rule. And I think Italy, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I'm going, I'm going off of like memories from like 10 years ago, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's Italy got rid of that rule um, and it actually like improved 
everything like because sh- they do so much testing. It's yeah. insane. They do so much testing. It makes no fucking difference. I mean, because not only it's can- like why not widen the net and just it's like you're probably more likely to not have AIDS than you will have AIDS. Like, come on. Exactly. And the thing is that it's, especially with all the information that we have now, especially knowing like, oh, it's not, first of all, it's not just gay people. It's literally anyone with a pulse. Um, And it's not just like through like through sex. Like it's, it's heroin addicts. It's anyone that shares a needle is at a very high risk. And Mm -hmm. granted that is also on the check sheet. Um, But like, then like blood transfusions, people get diseases through blood transfusions which is like again like they really should test better (laughs) but i mean like someone i know like their family member actually died because of a tainted blood transfusion oh my gosh um but it's it's because like it was like 20 years ago and they didn't test things well Mm. and they didn't even get hiv they got hepatitis but and wasn't it what wasn't it in the 80s there was that little boy who had like a tainted blood transfusion and he was like he was like the, some face of like, hey, I got AIDS from a shitty blood transfusion. It's not just gay people. Like I'm exactly. a little, I'm a tiny little boy who got this because of shitty blood practices. Or exactly. Something. And like people can be born with AIDS, which we will learn later on in Degrassi, actually. But people can be born with AIDS because their mother was maybe like an intravenous drug user and shared a needle and contracted HIV and like it developed into AIDS. Kids can be born HIV positive. It's. It's such a silly, antiquated, homophobic rule. And actually, Holland and I were doing a little bit of research before this to make sure. Um, but in July, I think you said the FDA. Yeah, either June or I think it was in direct response to the Orlando shootings because obviously the LGBTQ, et cetera, community wanted to donate blood after something like that happened. But a large majority of them couldn't because of that stupid rule. And, like, I'm sure this has come up many times, but I feel like this might have been, like, the thing that kind of tipped the scales. And the FDA announced that it was, like, like researching new, like, a new assessment. Like, yeah, individually based, you like, a, like, donor assessment rather than, like, this blanket statement. I think they technically have science backing up their shitty rule. But I think they, but they, like, reached out and they're like, we need to do more research. We need... We would like to find this like scientifically backed new approach to doing this. Like it's not something that's happened yet, but it looks like they want to make it more like individual based research, not just like this blanket rule. Yeah, because it it really does like like disqualify a lot of people because it's also like women who've had sex with men who've had sex with another man after 1977. It's it's actually ridiculous. So So stupid. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah. So and and people a lot of people like in government and stuff don't want to talk about it at all. Like I we made a lot of like recorded and taped phone calls with like people from the Red Cross and people from the government. And we were like babies. We were like 17. Mm -hmm. Um, But we were like fighting the power so hard. Shout out to Deb. And if you listen to this, (laughs) she was my um, partner like during this. And like we it was like the only thing that I cared about um, <laughs> like that ever happened in school. But we like we worked hard. And also I taught her how to 
cut school. Um, I was her bad influence, <laughs> and but also like really cared about this one thing. Um, but like people didn't want to talk about it. Like people wouldn't answer our calls, or if they did, they like skirted the question. They were like, actually, I'm not qualified to like do that, which is what this nurse does in this scene. Exactly. It's so stupid. Um. Anyway, so Marco gets. So the nurse tells him that he cannot give blood because he answered yes to this question. Um, and then the next scene, we see Spinner walking into Mrs. H's office holding flowers. Um, and we learn that Spinner doesn't know what expelled means. Yeah. And he walks in and he's like, hey, I just wanted to let you know I'm not taking this expulsion lightly. I'm still keeping up with like my, the lessons in my textbooks. And Mrs. H is like, you were supposed to give those back. And he is basically just tr- he really wants to get back into school. And she's like, well, I mean, you like she's like, you don't get to do that. You don't get to finish your year. You got expelled. You were your bullying had a direct result of the school shooting. Like there are consequences for your actions. And then she but she does offer like the opportunity of summer school. And which spender- frankly is more than he deserves. Yeah. Tell him to go to a different goddamn school. And he's like, but like, I'll only get two credits and I'll have to like redo a whole year. Like, meh, meh. and she's like, excuse you. <laughs> like, th- like, this is the reality of the situation. And she just has like no tolerance for him. Um, but she also just offers, he, she does offer him some sort of like a lifeline and he's all butthurt about it and doesn't take it. And, and throws away the away. flowers, which for some reason he thought would be helpful. Yeah, it's so stupid. Um, but then we cut back to the gym and this is when Marco's like, what is happening? Like, we've only been with each other, blah, blah, blah. And Alex is like, this is stupid. And I, I just, I love how Alex is becoming now. She's just, I love her as a part of this group. I love her. I like, I just love the foursome of Alex, um, Ellie, Marco and Craig. It's perfect. It's, it's my <laughs> favorite group of people. I love it so much. It's like Euchre Part Two. Yeah, except we're missing Jimmy. And we're missing we need, Jimmy. We need Jimmy yeah. back. And then it's and the then perfect it's the group. perfect fivesome. Um, and then she's like, this is stupid. Like, you should say something about it. And then Marco approaches Caitlin. And he's like, hey, I have a story for you. There was a student who, like, was denied, like, the opportunity to give blood because of his sexuality. And the nurse is like, excuse me, that's not technically what it is. And he's like, um, yes, it is. And he kind of calls her out on camera and mrs h comes over and is like oh hey maybe let's not talk about this like we're trying to have a positive idea here and i was like oh god this is reminiscent of mr radich yeah but i mean i'm still like much fonder of her no for sure like she's she's like let's maybe do this in a different time yeah maybe not right now because right now they're all about damage control (laughs) which is still like so silencing the issue but I don't know. I'm like, I'm just so much fonder of her than I am Mr. Radich. Also, the way she handled it was definitely different oh, than for how sure. he would have like shut it down, been like, fuck you. This is enough. He would have like yelled. And Miss H was like, hey, let's just talk about what a good job you're doing. Yeah. She's like, and she takes Marco aside too. She doesn't just like shut it down and then walk away. She takes him aside and she's like, you know, look at what you did. Look at what a great job that you did. And like, look at all these people donating blood. Like you did this. You like made a difference. And he's like, I should be one of them. And my heart breaks for Marco every part of this episode. Baby. Yeah. And, but I do appreciate how she's like, like, let's look at the good here. I'm like, she's 
I feel like she's like very sorry that he can't donate blood, but she's trying to make him feel better by like being like, but you put this whole thing on. This is still going to be a good thing. Um, but he's still just really upset that he can't donate, which is totally understandable. Yeah. Um, and then oh, baby Marco. The next scene, Jay and Spinner talking outside, and Jay's like, What did you expect to happen? Like, we're expelled. Like, this isn't how this works. Also, he's wearing his tiny sunglasses again. Should we talk about fashion police? <laughs> yes, I didn't please. take a lot of notes. I took a few. My main notes were Jay's not wearing a hat. Jay is wearing his tiny sunglasses again. <laughs> um, I don't understand Ellie's shirt in the first scene that's like got a weird strap thing and tassels. I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. It looked like least, a fucked up straight jacket. <laughs> at least clothes tend to have a lot of hardware involved. They really do. And sometimes it's great and sometimes it's terrible. Um, I love Marco's hair. I know. I they're love his finally, curly hair. They're finally letting it be like good. natural. Yeah. Thank God. Um, although I will say Dylan's hair is getting a little bit too long for my taste, but it's also like 2005. So I get it's it. It's the time. Um. Also, so now that Marco has curly hair, they kind of match. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of cute. Um, I also like Marco's um, tank top in their, like, party scene. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I liked that, too. Marco's so tiny. Um, he is. He's so little. Um, I liked that Spinner was wearing a beanie when they were at the school because that means we didn't have to look at his stupid haircut. But... I did like his weird hat hair for some reason when he yeah took when the it like off. fell into his eyes. I was like, <laughs> okay, you look like a person. This is a weirdly specific look that looks good on you right now. Yeah, um, stick with that. Anyway, um, yeah, and then Spinner's like stripy grown up on an interview shirt <laughs> that he like wears to see Principal Hatsakos um the second time. I was like, you're trying too hard and this does not fit you properly. But I was like, whatever. You made an effort, kind of. You should have worn khakis, though. He's wearing jeans. It totally ruins the whole thing. <laughs> the first time, I think he was wearing like a short sleeve button up thing. He's an idiot. He's bad <laughs> at this. Um, and then uh, I hate, in the same scene, I hate Principal Hadzalakis, like, velour pink blazer. Oh God, I don't even remember it's, that. It's bad. It's not good. It's it it's like not even pink. It's like salmon. I don't know. I hate it. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of salmon. Me neither. I like I like the food though. Um, and then oh, yeah. Caitlin in the last scene looks great. I'm like living for her hair right now. Her hair looks great. And her and her it's shirt's really it. cute. Yeah. So I'm on board. I don't really. Ha- I don't have any other notes. That's all I've got. Um. For yeah, for this scene where Spinner is like mad and Jay is like whatever, I'm bored and it's your fault. <laughs> um, Jay is like trying to steal Spinner's bike, but for like a person who's supposed to be like a badass, he's not good at it. <laughs> like he gives up in like a minute and just kicks it instead. I'm like, you're supposed to be better at this. But like, we also know that he's mostly bark and no b- all bark and no bite. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of the biggest dweeb. Um, and then, so, Spinner's reaction to not being let into school is to break into the school. And he's like, we should break in tonight. And I was like, where's the logic in this? I don't understand. Me neither. Um, I don't know. It's, anyway. it's silly. He's like, we shouldn't be stealing bikes. We should be stealing something bigger from the school. Which I thought that they were going to actually steal things, and then they didn't. Yeah, I was like, okay. Anyway. Um, a weird place to jump to, but okay. Then... But then Marco 
goes to the co- to Dylan's dorm because I think he's upset and he wants to talk about what happened. Yeah, because we see him trying to call and Dylan's not answering and he leaves him messages. Um, he did call first, Dylan. Yes, stupid. Ugh. And he shows up and he opens the door and Dylan is making out with someone who we learn is n- named Eric. Fine. Um, and then Marco like closes the door behind him and then Dylan like follows him out and he's like, we should have an open relationship. He's like, oh, I was going to tell you about him. Like, please don't be upset. Like, I love, I like, I'm in college now. Like, it's not. An there excuse. are a lot of interesting people around who I want to get to know. And he's like, I like, I love you though. Like, we should have an open relationship. I was like, excuse you, Dylan. You were a thousand percent cheating on Marco because you didn't have this conversation until after you got caught. This is goddamn stupid. You approach this in the wrong way. People, I I know some like people can have open relationships. It works for some people. But I feel like for it to work, you have to start in an honest place and exactly. not kiss somebody else before you decide to have this conversation. Exactly. I wrote down the same thing. I was like, you have this conversation before you start seeing other people. And he's basically bullying Marco into having an open relationship. He's like, why are you mad? Let's just have an open relationship. He's like forcing it on Marco. And he's like, why are you mad about this? This is totally cool. Come on. I want to do this. He's totally steamrolling. Forcing Marco into this. He's like making, college man. Trying to make him feel bad for not wanting to do it. It's so stupid. Fuck and I'm like, you, Dylan, Dylan, what the shit? You, you know, his whole his whole excuse is college man freedom. Fuck you, Dylan. That's a shitty excuse. Stupid. Anyway, then the next scene, Marco is like confiding in Ellie and Alex and Craig about it. And Alex is like talking about she's like my ex like cheated on me with so many other people it's a guy it's not a gay thing it's a guy thing and then uh, craig says something and then ellie's like oh how's ashley or are you back with manny now like i don't know i can't tell because you dated both of them at the same time (laughs) which is like sweet sweet craig burn and it made me laugh and he's like okay i get it and then craig is like well let's just call it a people or then somebody was like well alex didn't you like give it like slap amy because she was equally trampy i think craig says that yeah and he's like let's just call it a people thing and then ellie's like oh yeah monogamy what a difficult concept man just like all bitter about it i'm like tell it like it is ellie yeah i mean there's nothing wrong with being like polyamorous but you have to like you have to start everyone in has an to honest be on board. place yeah everyone has to be on board this there can't be any like sneaking around you have to be like this is what I want from this relationship. And then the other person has to agree. Otherwise, either be monogamous or don't be in that relationship. Right. Don't force somebody into being polyamorous just because you want to. Like, let's be on an even place. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with not being monogamous. Some people just aren't built that way. Yeah. Which is cool. Do you. But, like, everyone has to agree. Yeah. Start Before shit starts happening. In an honest place. Seriously. <laughs> Um, anyway, that happens. And then the next scene is it's like nighttime now. And we see like a janitor closing up at Degrassi and then Spinner like pops out of the closet and it's like after hours. And does he like let Jay in or is Jay somewhere else? No, he lets Jay out of like the small cabinet on the floor <laughs> so I'm like, why did 
Jay get stuck in the small floor cabinet. And I think Jay would fit in there better than Spinner, which I think is the reason. He's like, he's a little taller, but he's also like leaner. Yeah. So I think, I think Spinner had to let him out of like the floor cabinet. <laughs> I'm like, but he was in a really big closet. Like it was like, they could have both fit in they there. They could have both fit in there. It was definitely like a gay panic moment. Oh God. Because um, they're both so that guy. <laughs> and so now they're at the school and that it was like that was the scene. It was like janitor's leaving. Marco and Jay pop out of cabinets. End of scene. And then Marco, Marco and Craig decide to go to this party, which they also talk about when they're with Alex and Ellie. Right, right. He's like, I just want my boyfriend back. And Craig is like, well, let's go to his party tonight and get him back. Because Craig is a good friend. He's the best friend. He's such a good friend. And then Marco's like, all right, got to go. And then he, I think this is when he's like, but I got to make him jealous or something like that. I, I think it's before. I think it's actually before this. It's a really short scene. And Marco and Dylan are like, hi, hi. Oops, sorry. I just knocked over some stuff. They're like, hi. And um, and Dylan's like, I'm so glad you came. And they're all smiley. And Craig is distracted by pretty college girls (laughs) because that's Craig's entire personality sometimes. (laughs) He's like, he's just one of those dudes. Um, He'll make a good rock star, whatever. Also, where is Ashley? (laughs) They're still together, right? I don't don't think so. Are they? They have to still be together. The last episode, we saw them, and she was like, I'm so worried about you. You need to go to group, blah, 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 blah. But they didn't break up. Where the fuck did Ashley go? I don't know where the hell she went. I don't know. Well, he's not hitting on anyone. He's just checking them out. No, no. Which is so different. But I'm no, I was just like, where is Ashley? I don't know. I don't know. I (laughs) actually forgot about her. (laughs) I was like, who? Understandable. She's pretty forgettable. Um, Um, (laughs) So they're at this party, and then he's like, oh, wait, it's 8 o'clock. We got to watch the show. And... Um, I don't know. The, and the, they're watching the, the Jay and Jay and Spinner at the school again. It, it's like really? it's it's very weird. There's like there's like four scenes that are very very short and like cut really close together, which I never like. I don't know. I always feel like it like it makes my notes crazy, and I feel like it's too like whiplash. But it, there's what like happens? a very short scene where they're like vandalizing the gym with toilet paper and oh, playing yeah, basketball like, like stacking up chairs and shit yeah and i just i just wrote the only reason i even know is i wrote <laughs> these boys are dumb <laughs> yeah i that was such a short scene that was like a thing that i did in basketball camp in second grade was like i vandalized the bathroom because i've always been an asshole fun you fact about basketball camp okay <laughs> Several things about Kelsey as a person. Um, as a small child, I was put into a lot of activities <laughs> because my mom was like, you need to do things. So I did a million activities. And my best friend at the time shouts out to uh, Brittany. Yeah. Or you don't listen to this, but if you do, cool. Um, <laughs> we went to basketball camp together. Um, I mostly went because I had a crush on her older brother, but I was like, whatever, <laughs> I guess I'll play basketball now. Um, we used to... And there was, like, one day where we just decided to, like, vandalize the bathrooms for no reason. Like, ruined them with, like, toilet paper and soap and everything. Like, we were, were like, eight and douchebags. But, yeah, (laughs) so we would go to basketball camp. And then we'd – and it was, like, the summer that um, All Star by Smash Mouth was popular. So it played on the radio every single time we drove home. It was that (laughs) song and it was I'm Blue. That song – oh, my God. It was both of those songs. And they would just play on repeat. They would just play on repeat the entire drive home. Yeah, that that yeah that actually reminds me. I 
that song all star reminds me of like driving home from soccer practice so i think that was just like a thing yeah but yeah no fun fact i did basketball camp and also have been an asshole literally my entire life <laughs> Sorry. well you're not an asshole anymore i'm not i grew out of it thank god <laughs> I'm, I'm almost nice now <laughs> You're an asshole about like understandable things now. Because I'm, like, I'm also still an asshole about some things. We're like we're very specific about. But we don't vandalize bathrooms. That's true. We stopped. <laughs> I say we like you did this ever. <laughs> I've stopped vandalizing things. I don't know if I vandalized things, but I definitely was an asshole in other ways. There, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to talk about that right now. We're but, fun. <laughs> we're a good time. <laughs> Be our friend. <laughs> Anyway, I was like a passive asshole. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, can you tell us? Because I want to know. I'm thinking of very specific. It's like one of like the meanest things I've ever done with, with like standing by it, not doing something about something that happened in high school. I, I feel so bad about this to this day. When I was a freshman, I started hanging out with like one of my best friends who I'm still best friends with, Tyler. I don't know if she listens to this. Um, Shouts out, Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sorry if I saw your last, if I said your last name, but you're not cool with that. Whatever. It's okay. I said the last name of every person. <laughs> that's that true. That's out. true. I had Except to bleep for- one out one time. <laughs> that one guy we bleeped out. Um, so I started hanging out with her my freshman year and then we became like super best friends and we were like kind of each other's only friends, but we hung out with people at school, um, who we were, didn't really see outside of school. It was a really weird hodgepodge of people. But there was this one girl who hung out with them at the beginning of the year who everybody thought was super annoying because she was kind of annoying. Um, And because we were in high school, that meant we, like, were super assholes about it. And so one of the girls in this group was like, we need to tell her, like, we don't want to hang out with her anymore because she's annoying. And I was like, oh, my God, I do not want to be a part of this. because it. And so at lunch, they approached her and they told her, like, hey, we don't want to hang out with you anymore. It was so mean. Like, they basically broke up with her and kicked her out of the friend group. And I didn't do anything, but I was there for it. And it, I looked like such an asshole because it looked like I was, like, replacing her in this friend group. And I didn't say anything about it. It was so mean. And then the next class, I had the same. I had P.E. with her, and she sat behind me in P.E. because our last names were right next to each other, and she was crying the whole class. And I didn't say anything, and I felt like a dick. But I was like, but I didn't do anything, but I didn't know what to do. It was awful. I had a similar situation in eighth grade with a person that I'm still friends with. Shouts out to Kim. (laughs) Um, It took her years to forgive me. Oh, my gosh. I did not replace her. But my friends kicked her out of our friend group because I hung out with mean people. Yeah. I was not that kind of mean person, but I definitely stood idly by. Yeah. You guys, don't be a passive. Don't be assholes. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. I mean, if you're going to be an asshole, I guess be like the kind of asshole that like quietly vandalizes. I don't know. <laughs> like, I didn't hurt anybody with my vandalizing. It's not like we did anything permanent, but Mm-mm. we did fuck up a janitor's life for, like, an afternoon. <laughs> so I guess just don't be an asshole ever is the moral of this podcast. Yeah. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe we should bleep out these people's last names also from the last episode. <laughs> I think I mentioned someone's last name okay. in the last episode. I'll have to go back and see. We'll take a note. We I should didn't put say in- the name of the people who kicked people out. But t- my friend Tyler d- also did not. She was also like an idly standing by person in this situation. It was some other girl. Yeah. We should we should bleep out the last names. Um, yeah. We should put in a fun sound though. 
I can't use the whole sound again because it's not relevant <laughs> to the conversation. Um, I don't know. What, what sound do you want to use? I don't know. We'll think of something. <laughs> we'll think, I'll figure something out. We'll think out. of something funny. Um, anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah. We were the, they were, they were being stupid and like stacking chairs and doing dumb things. Yeah. But then we are back at the party. And then this is when the show comes on. And Mark is like, oh, my God, please don't tell me my head's that big. And then Craig is like, it's your hair. Your hair is that big. Which makes me laugh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Craig, you're fine. And then it's like all about the blood drive. And then at the end, he re- Marco realizes they cut out the whole thing where he talks about not being able to give blood because of sex- of his sexuality. Although he did say a student couldn't do it because he's still not totally out. He's not out to his dad. No. Um, but they didn't feature it at all. And he's like, wait, what? And then Dylan's like, wait, what's happening? And he's like, oh no, it's fine. I guess like, but never mind, whatever. Um, and then Dylan's like new friend, Eric is like, Dylan, let's come do kamikazes. And they're like taking shots out of test tubes. I'm like, uh, whatever. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually taken a shot out of a test tube. I don't think I have. Actually, I maybe have once in college. I don't know. I don't know. That always makes me think of Miss Congeniality. <laughs> yes, it does. Right? <laughs> um, and then, but Marco says this thing to Craig that, Marco says a lot of stuff in this episode that bums me out. But he's like, you know, Dylan like basically like dragged me out of the closet last year and I just wanted to make him proud with this. But like, first of all, you should not date a person who drags yeah. you out of the closet. You should come out on your own time. And granted, it worked out for Marco and he's in a better place now. But, like, you should never feel like you need to come out before you're ready. Exactly. Like, if someone really loves you, they're not going to drag you kicking and screaming out of the closet. It's stupid. Yeah, Dylan is just being, like, stupid and selfish and impatient. And we're seeing again, Dylan, like, we love him, but he's a very selfish person. <laughs> he's all about Dylan. And then I think this is when Marco is like, well, I should be making him jealous. And Craig is like, um, okay, what? I just wrote, this will end poorly. I just wrote, Marco is spinning out of control. Um, and then, then we're back at Degrassi and Spinner and Jay are like looking through the yearbooks and like Spinner's looking out of the yearbook and he's like in it all the time. And he's like looking back at his old life before the shooting. And Jay is like, like, Oh, stupid yearbooks. The more, like, I like to go through and count how many times in it. The more, the worse. It's so stupid. And he's basically, he's like, oh, one. Oh, my God, two. I'm such a freak. Like, he's like, this is like the commentary while uh, Spinner is, like, looking at him having fun at, like, the car wash and, he's like, like, being a happy a person. He's having a moment. But even the memories he's looking back on, he's, like, being an asshole. Because that was when he was, like, cheating on Paige. Like, or, like, yeah, like, emotionally cheating on her, I guess. Which is still not great. No. And then we're back to the party. Oh, and wait. No, but but then Spinner's like, we have to, like, do something, blah, blah, blah. And he grabs all the yearbooks. And then Jay calls him Spinster, which made me laugh. Oh, yeah. I wrote down, oh, I love that he calls him Spinster. Spinster was, yeah, I just needed to mention Spinster. I love it. And then we're back at the party and Marco like starts flirting with some other guy. And I'm like, I don't like watching this. This is making me uncomfortable. Yeah, and he's like, but he's like really he's good really at good flirting. at it. He's like, I just, can I see your room basically? And he's, he's like, oh, I'm like thinking about coming here next year, but I've only really seen Dylan's room. Like maybe you can give me a tour. And the guy's like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, maybe you should show me your room. You know, so I can compare. And I'm like, dude has moves. Mm-hmm. 
he has fucking moves. And then this guy whose name is Mike is like, well, it's two floors down, blah, blah, blah. Um, and let me just clean it up first and just meet me down there in a few minutes. And Marco's like, okay. And then I hate, I hate this. He's like, okay, Marco. He like does like a weird accent. I'm like, white guy, don't do a weird <laughs> accent on Marco's name. I don't remember that happening, it but I don't terrible. like it. It was terrible. Uh, He's like, Marco. I'm like, Ew, <laughs> oh, stop God. It. Stop it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Please. Like, shut it down. Um, and then... We are back at Degrassi and Spinner's like, I went to the lab and I got like a fluid of the lighter variety. I don't know what he says. And he says he does say fluid of the lighter variety, (laughs) which why does their science lab have lighter fluid? I don't think it's lighter fluid. I think it's probably just some kind of flammable substance. Um, Is Spinner secretly good at science? Does he know (laughs) what these things are or is he just hoping? I I don't know. Maybe he just got lucky. Um, And then... He likes like pours it over all the yearbooks that they have like at the front desk, and Jay is like, "Um, excuse me, like I'm not the best at science, but I know this is a bad idea." And I love Jay as the voice of reason. It's, it's great. It's alarming, but it's fantastic. And then he calls him Fliphead. I'm like, is that a reference to his hair? Because that's great. It's amazing. And he's like, and then they kind of get in like a scuffle because Spinner's like, "No, I want to light it on fire," and he's like. Please, let's not burn the school down. They get into a scuffle, and then Jay is like, hey, like, I, as your friend substitute, which this is made not me so sad. And I friend was like, substitute. Oh, poor Jay. And he just wants friends. Like, he really, <laughs> I think the moral of Degrassi for all of these things is that Jay just really wants people <laughs> to like him, and he doesn't know how to make friends. Oh, poor Jay. I just want to Jason. Him. Jason. <laughs> And then Spinner's like, I just want my friends back. And Jay's like, this is not the way to do this. Like, please, like, as your friend substitute, let's not do this. And then Spinner, like, throws the lighter away and, like, takes off his hat. And that's when he has, like, a weirdly good hair moment. Which is surprising. Um, And I was going to, I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say something. Um, About Jay. About Jay, probably. Oh, no, about their fight. Okay, so <laughs> they're, like, two, like, bad boys or whatever, and they're fighting. But still, it's not as good as the Paige and Manny fight from last episode. These boys don't know how to fight. They do not. They're I mean, all, because they're all, like, let's be real. They're all, like, fucking wimps and posers. Like, they don't, they're, nobody at Degrassi is hard. I'm obsessed <laughs> with the fact that you just said posers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it was, it was delightful but yeah no they're they're just a bunch of little babies they're precious um and then the next scene is my favorite and marco and craig are like in the stairwell marco's like oh my god i can't go downstairs like i just like i just want my boyfriend back but i don't know i like i can't do it and like i'm kind of like oh poor mike he's just waiting in that room and marco's never going to come that must be a blast to the ego but whatever that's not the issue at hand and then um and then Craig is, like, trying to make him feel better. And he's, like, telling Marco what he wants to hear. And Marco's like, oh, just tell me. I'm an idiot. And Mar- Craig's like, you're an idiot. And he's, like, trying to be a really good friend. Craig is doing his best. I love it. He's a good friend. They're good. They're, I like them And I think he's saying together. something about, like, like if I were a dude or if you were a girl, like, I would, like, totally like you. He says something weird like that. It's awkward. 
And then Dylan walks into the stairwell and is like, oh, Marco. And then Marco kisses Craig and he's like, oh, okay. And walks away. And then Marco's like, I don't know what to do. And then the famous line, Craig is like, so when in doubt, you kiss Craig. And I was like, yes, obviously. I fucking conic. Love it. I wrote it down in all caps and put like five hearts next to it because I loved it. It's the best. <laughs> so when in doubt you kiss Craig. Especially because so I think Craig's character was an, was originally supposed to be gay. Yeah. And he I was. think he and Marco were maybe supposed to have a thing happen and like before Craig was cast. And yeah, I loved it. It might be a throwback to that. Yeah, it's good. It's a good moment. And then Marco's like Sorry, I have to go talk to Dylan. And Craig's like, yeah, you better. So he goes. And the look on Craig's face when Marco kisses him is like, what the shit just happened? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so Marco goes to talk to Dylan. And he's like, and he's like, I was trying to make you jealous. Like, And Dylan was like, it was Craig. Yeah. Which, like, he's made like, me laugh. No. Um, and then Dylan was like trying to explain like what's going on. And he's like. He's like, I need my freedom. He's like, it doesn't change the way I feel about you that I want to see other people. And Marco says, like, my favorite line in this entire episode, besides when in doubt, kiss Craig. Mm. And and it like I feel like it just sums up a lot. And he's like, it changes how I feel about me. Yeah. Which is so important. It's great. It's a really like just poignant moment. And it's he's like, like, if you want to do this, fine. But then we can't see each other anymore because I, I do not want this. And we want different things, so we shouldn't be dating anymore. And it's sad that they're breaking up, but I'm proud of Marco for, like, standing up to Dylan about this stupid situation that got literally forced upon him. Yeah. I just, uh, fuck you, Dylan. Dylan, like, please. Whatever. So selfish. So Marco cries in the stairwell, and Craig takes him home. Oh, Craig is such a good friend. He's such a good friend. Um, not a good boyfriend, but a very good friend. Great friend. <laughs> Terrible boyfriend. Um, so and then, then the next day, Spinner yeah. uh, goes back to Mrs. H's class and he's like, you mentioned summer school. And she, he's, she's like, you said no. And he's like, well, I could even do it at a different school. Like, I really want to try to come back next year. Like, please tell me what I need to do. And Mrs. H like listens to him and he's, she's like, she gets the summer school form, gives it to Spinner, and she's like, summer school starts whenever. We'll talk about things. And I'm like, I really appreciate, like, Mrs. H is so much better than Mr. Radich because she's at least giving Spinner a chance because he ta- he says, I only, I want two things. I want to, like, finish school and I want my friends back, but I need a chance first. Like, somebody needs to give me a chance. And, like, I also am proud of Spinner for, like, standing by this and trying to be a better person and get back into school and to like he really wants to make amends and to like grow as a person i still don't think he really deserves that other chance but you know what it's not up to me um and i i just realized this means that spinner is gonna be in english meant for two grades younger than he should be um oh spin which i feel like is an okay uh punishment and then we have the final scene, and it's it's such a good, like, resolution. It makes me so happy. Mm. So Marco comes in to talk to Caitlin, and he's like, so is my segment going to be, like, about, like, the, like, gay people not being able to donate blood going to be on a different episode or what? And Caitlin's like, 
you know, they they wanted to cut that. Like, they really, they just don't want to air it. And he's like, oh, that's okay. And she's like, actually, it's not okay. Which, fuck it. Fuck Fucking yeah, yes, Caitlin. Caitlin. I love Caitlin. She's like, I, you know, I actually, I did a lot of, like, I, I did a lot of reporting on, like, uh, like AIDS in Africa and, you know, and, like, trying to, like, get out of the, like, stigma about it being only, like, gay people and blah, blah, blah. And it was a whole thing. And, and she's like, it's all about education. Like, this is what's important. Exactly. And she's like, you know, if you're interested, you could always volunteer with us. And he's like, yeah, I'd love that. And she's like, you'd have to go. She's like, you might have to go to Africa or the Caribbean. It would... And he's like, I would fucking love that. And she's like, it would mean like your whole summer, basically. And he's like, my summer plans changed. Yeah. And and then it just ends with like, yeah, like I had plans, but they changed and that's fine. And then it's like happy ending. And my last note is God, I love Caitlin in all caps. I just wrote, I love this ending. Exclamation <laughs> point. So it was a very good resolution. It, it was a great resolution. Good. It Yeah. And it, yeah, it definitely made me feel better about that like even though this issue with the blood donation is not resolved it's still not resolved now it just at least in america uh we probably should have looked up canada but i don't know um but it like gave it like gave like the next best thing to a resolution for that it'd be like well this isn't resolved but let's do something about it which is great exactly makes me happy so it was a good ending for Marco, which is what he deserves. Um, we yes. have a YouTube comment. Actually, I think we have two. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. We do. All right. So the first one is from Victoria Grace one month ago. After everything that it, that has happened at Degrassi, they still haven't invested in getting security cameras, which, yeah. Valid point. Seriously. What the shit, Degrassi? <laughs> Get it together. Um, And then <laughs> there's another one by... You know it, Nick? I don't... I can't. It's an undecipherable screen name. Two months ago, that says, Why can't Marco donate blood, but Alex and Emma can? They both have gonorrhea. I'm like, ah, well, because the system is unfair. Also, also I, don't I don't think, think that's they, a blood-based thing. It, uh, they won't let you donate with any sort of STDs. Oh, yeah. But they, they, they have... They Neither of them donated blood. Yeah. I don't think we saw... Emma's mom donated them. blood and Alex yeah, yeah, was yeah. in the Panther costume the whole time. Yeah. That's so, true. But still funny. Um, Spirit Squad Captain for me is for sure Marco. Oh, yeah. Totally Marco. With, like, also a little bit of Caitlyn. Oh, yeah. But, like, just... Based but no. on Marco's like character growth since like last season alone, he's just doing amazing. Mm-hmm. And also, he like stood up to for what he believed in. Like consequences be damned in both of his storylines. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. Marco's fucking killing it in this episode. He's awesome and at life. Um, ship of the episode. <laughs> I'm gonna do Marco and Craig just for that one little moment because I loved it. I love it. Um, or I friendship them just because. Greg's a great friend too. I friendship um, Alex and Marco. Yes, that's where I'm I love at. them. I'm loving them so hard. Um, moral: Stand up for what you believe in. Don't let people bully you into a situation you don't want to be in. Yeah, I think stand up for what you believe in and stand up for yourself are definitely like the big ones for this. Totally. Um. All right. So we have a couple of tweets that we have for our Grapevine segment. Um, 
The first one is from Queen Kwan or at BD Wong 666. And they tweeted at us, I just watched Degrassi Goes to Hollywood and I ship Manny and Jay so hard. It's disgusting. Like, Same valid. Every fucking time. Valid. Like, across the board. Um, Do you want to read it? Yeah. Um, and then this is from uh, Indie Film at LA underscore Film Gal. I just started listening to the podcast yesterday. I awkwardly want to answer questions you have about the original series. But you asked them like eight months ago, LOL. Um, which I replied and I was like, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> um, and she was like, okay, so far, Wheels is his nickname because his last name is Wheeler. Not listening in order, I'm bad. Inappropriate nickname. And then she said, the actor died a couple of years later, but his family didn't find out for like four years from what I heard. Sad face. Which is very that is confusing. That's so depressing. Yeah, first of all, very depressing, but also confusing. Why? How? How? Did Can this you happen? tweet at me again so I know? Because I need to know the rest of this storyline. Yeah, that was, there was, we need more information. <laughs> yeah. You left it at that, and I need to know more. Yeah. You're not going to hear this for a long time. <laughs> uh, although she's listening out of order, so maybe not. Maybe she will hear this. Who knows? Um, those are all the tweets that we have. Yeah, we're very low on tweets today. We, we've been, yeah. We've yeah. been getting, like, some random tweets, but these were all the ones that we felt were appropriate to <laughs> spotlight on Grapevine. Um, but if you want to tweet at us so we can read more tweets on the show... We are uh, at Degrassi Pod on Twitter. We're also on Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. You can also send us an email at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud. And you can send us messages there or comment on the episodes. And you can find us on iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe. That would be super cool. And if you leave a review, we will ship you with somebody and like write a little mini fan fiction for you on the show it's very fun for us we love doing it so please leave us reviews and if you want to follow me on instagram and twitter i am at holland tacular and if you want to follow me on instagram and twitter i'm at kel sucks with a z at the end um and holland what do you want to recommend to the good people outside of hey please donate to local um, and inter like and uh, national uh, nonprofits, organizations, charities such as Planned Parenthood and ACLU and Trevor Project, <laughs> um, all of the places. Google what are some other good ones, and that's what you should be uh, doing. But also, if you just want to like watch stuff, we have suggestions. Um, I'm going to recommend Pete Holmes's uh, HBO comedy special. It just aired. Um, it aired Saturday, December 13th. So for us, that was yesterday and it's called faces and sounds. It's really good. I love Pete Holmes. He's an awesome comedian. He also has a new HBO show coming out in January that I am pumped for, but you should watch it cause it's great. And just like watch all of the Pete Holmes things. He's great. If you don't know who he is, you might know him from the college humor, like Batman series. Cause those are hilarious and great. I love Pete Holmes. You should also listen to his podcast. Yes. You made it weird. You made it weird. Um, like really love Pete Holmes. Anyway, um, I'm going to recommend a show on Netflix called Love Sick. It used to be called uh, Scrotal Recall. Which oh, they changed the title. They changed the title because the title made it really unpopular. 
That makes sense. But I remember was, you telling me about it was, that before. It, yeah, because I was like the only person that watched it because <laughs> I was like, well, I like Antonia. I think her name's Antonia Thomas. Okay. Um, And I liked the premise of the show. And I was like, I bet this is good, even though the title's crazy. And the title made it very unpopular, um, which I'm assuming is why they changed it, even though I thought it was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but it's really, really good. Uh, it's called Love Sick. Season two just came out on Netflix like a couple months ago. Highly recommend. It's probably one of my favorite shows. I need to watch that. Like I, I already also wanted to watch it when it was called Scrot Over Call because I'd heard good things about it. I just hadn't gotten around to it yet. It, I think it was actually the first thing that I recommended on this podcast. Oh yeah, it could have been because I like really wanted people to watch it, and then <laughs> they changed the name. So I'm like, okay, maybe so now it doesn't work. sound as weird. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that'll work because I really want a season three and I was very worried that they weren't going to come out with a season two mm. and it's too good to not have a season two. Okay. I need to watch it. That needs to be my next thing. It's so good. I need to stop watching Bob's Burgers. It's going to be there. <laughs> it's going to stay there. Just <laughs> watch. Scr- I keep wanting to call it Scrotal Recall. Watch Lovesick. It's watch awesome. Scrotal Recall. Okay. Well, that is all that we have for today, but thanks for listening. Bye Panthers. Bye Panthers. Mm.